Hey guys, it's Altador for the fourth episode of the Altador podcast, where I talk about streamer struggles and childhood stories. Now, um, I'm getting a little bit better at these things. Um, a bit more, I have a lot less points this week, so I might not reach the hour mark, which is what I try and do a, a cutout point at. But um, yeah, either way, I think all the points I'm probably going to talk about are awesome. And I'm very happy to be here. So thanks for listening. Um, so I'm going to be starting off with uh, streamer struggles section where I talk a little bit about the struggles that I've gone through through my streaming slash content creation this past week. So um, pretty much I have it's not even a struggle either way, but uh, it's all positive stuff. This week, I've actually had a, a really good, I don't know, kind of like relationship with who I am and what I do. And I was just going to say that I took a vacation, right, these past three days, and I didn't stress. I didn't stress at all. And I don't know if that's because I don't have much to lose right now. But I really hope that once I'm up there, once I'm making money off of this and finally successful, that I'll eventually be able to have the same attitude of just taking a break, not worrying. Um, a lot of streamers blow it out of proportion. I feel like it, it all has to do with capitalism and now, if you're not working, you're you're a shithead. It's like work, you lazy sack of shit. Work, work. But uh, it's definitely super important for the mental health of the streamer to take breaks if they need it. To not be 100% on all the time. And just me personally being able to turn off was huge. I can't believe I could. It felt amazing, honestly. So I'm very happy about that. I'm gonna pat myself on the back later. It was it was a really wonderful thing. Uh, another point is that recently I've been really happy with how my financial situation is going. So um, my dream really is to be a content creator and make a difference through influencing. And um, I'm trying to I'm trying to work hard to get to a a certain financial goal to be able to stream full-time for about a year it's pretty much stockpiling money to you know be unemployed and just do content creation the entire time and uh, i know it's kind of not something most streamers do most streamers do it like on the side as a side hustle and then they get into the game and that kind of scares me personally as it like it's not going to like I have to get in through doing it as a side hustle that scares the shit out of me <laughs> but uh it's a very rational thought anyways I'm uh yeah I'm almost there I'm almost to my goal I've got a couple more months of working at my uh my job I work about 30 hours a week and I'll, I'll have enough and I'm actually progressing at such a rapid rate that I'm thinking about saving up a little bit more I kind of wanted to align my my break with um, 
with the release of a video game that I really like. Um, I was trying to, I was trying to go full time, be jobless for a year when the game Ashes of Creation came out uh, and was in its alpha one stages. But I was just, um, I was just thinking about how that's just, it doesn't really, I guess I know I can cover all the content I want working the amount of time I work on my stream. I just feel like maybe closer to release would be a good idea to do the full-time thing. But it's just a thought and it was only save up a little bit more money uh, just for emergencies sake. You know, maybe take another two months, get another, I don't know, maybe 1,500 bucks to just have for whatever the fuck I wanted, pretty much. You know, you never know with, with um, finances. It's kind of hard to manage considering rent is expensive. Well, rent is always set. Internet, light, water. What's really tripping me up and making me kind of scared is food. I'm scared I'm not going to have a lot of food. Or or not that I'm not going to have a lot of food. I'm going to... Oh my god, I'm going to be spending like 300 bucks <laughs> on food a month. When I want to project... I, I used to think, because my, I'm a dumbass, I used to think that I ate... Um, I thought, oh, every meal should be $3. And then that's $9 a day. And I'm a dumbass. And I thought, I did the math. I'm like, oh, that means $90 a month for food. But in reality, $3 every meal is actually fucking $270 a month. And this is, this concerns me. Like, it's a complete projection. Hello, mother, who is in chat. It's a complete projection. Or part of the projection of my financial situation that I'm missing. Like, holy shit, $3 every meal. Like, I'm going to have to do one of those, like, food challenges where they're, like, living on a dollar a day, food-wise. And, yeah, I, I hope to actually, maybe in these couple months, to learn how to be sufficient with what I make and what I do. And I'm just going to practice. I was thinking about for the first time trying to meal prep. I don't know, some big pot of food um, tonight for my for my Friday and Saturday stream that I stream 12 hours a day on both those days because I, I need to eat. Uh, one of the episodes before this, I addressed eating and how it affects my energy levels during my stream. So it's pretty much to increase my my performance my general activity and all that but the whole food thing in the finance district is just like it's made me scared it's like oh instead of saving the ten thousand dollars that i need to be unemployed for a year maybe i'll save twelve thousand and it's yeah i'll probably do that um hopefully hopefully i actually start making money right like maybe six months into it hopefully I can make something that way. I don't have to be. So this is all projections without making any money for a whole year streaming. So hopefully, you know, something rolls in and I don't feel so insecure about my money. Something rolls in and maybe I can go and enjoy, um, maybe a weekend, you know, two day vacation to the Bahamas, <laughs> something silly, you know, a lot of things happen in a year that you want to do 
and a lot of things, you know, like things you want to celebrate, things, things you want to go to, like travel. And that requires money. And if I'm on a tight budget, I don't want to be the guy who's like, oh, stick up my butt and has no money. He's like, nah, I can't go anywhere. Staying indoors for a whole year. Mm. Also working on, I'm getting mentally prepared for exercise. I heard some pretty inspirational things from me, changed my energy about it. Uh, it was that it you have to make it part of your life. Like it is a part of your life so that you can do it. So if I were to speak it or make it into simpler terms, just make it part of your routine and make it like a have to, like, oh, I have to drink water, I have to eat, I have to exercise. And hopefully that can trick my own brain into wanting to exercise. I'm gonna try and work on that. <laughs> my mom's writing wow in chat, but she means to, she means to say wow. Anyways, um, thank you for being here, mother. Mom's always supporting my stream adventure. She's always in chat, boosting my little view count up by one. It's really cute. Can't wait till I have other people in my community that just, I don't know. I, I like to, like my mom writes a lot of funny shit. I like to share that with some people. But yeah, uh, in general, my whole financial situation is amazing. And I can't wait. I really can't wait uh, to try and pursue my dreams and have an actual shot at it. You know. All right. So um, let me see if I have any points left for streamer struggles. Oh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk about this before I go into a strong point about music. But, um... Kind of um, somebody today, I was listening to the Broman podcast and um, I think it was episode 106 where he talks to a musician. They talk about optimizing yourself to be present. And it's a genuine and interesting idea. Like it's, it's like work, work to try and make your now or to make you be in the zone to be in the now and just work and like you take steps for that it's like to optimize not in like a robotic sense but like optimize how you feel and what makes you feel certain ways and he was talking about music and how the right song in the morning can just change your mood for the whole day so i was just thinking about ways to optimize my emotions as robotic as that sounds. Uh, and I wrote down like exercise is probably going to do that. Drinking water is probably going to do that. Stretching is probably going to do that. And probably taking care of my wrist, taking care of myself with time off. And um, all that stuff is all to be in the zone to, you know, that's, that's some Kuroko no basketball shit right there. But like, just be in the now, forget about the future, have an aim in the now and just do, you know, like live day to day. Don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Because when you live day to day and you're optimized, when you have a routine, when you have a, when you have like a drive and you act, 
that it's just eventually you're just going to do what you want to do or or achieve what you want to achieve as long as you do the thing so yeah that that thought just changed my entire fucking brain cell like connectivity electricity connecting shooting through my brain power <laughs> oh man i was say i confused that i probably confused one of you guys or two but um i'm gonna try and do that i'm gonna try and be more in the now and just appreciate the moment more kind of like how eastern people in the east are you know Mm -hmm. Thanks for popping by, Harsh. Yeah, today is the first day for the rest of my life. He put it there in a very nice way. Thanks for popping by, man. So, um, the next point I'm probably going to do or say is something that I think has kind of... It's brought about so much in me whenever it happens. But it's when I have a really strong will to create so like i heard this oh my god i can't recommend it enough but the bromad podcast the musician who was on um you know what i might as well look it up so that you guys can know that you know this shit's like brain altering best thing in the entire world let me just look it up really quick it was a uh, akira the dawn episode 106 like i said before of the ask broman podcast Please, please check that episode out. It, it talks about music and just a lot of things that are amazing. If you're listening to this, you know. So, he talks about the will to create. And it really struck a chord in my heart and my, and my emotions and how I feel. Because I have a couple pieces of content that... I really, really wanted to create. And like, I very, very much enjoyed. And he talked about how people who are inventors, who create, they have the will. Like, so they have the passion to do that thing. And those are the best inventions. Those are the best things. It's when the person doing it has the will is like, hey, wouldn't it? Like, wouldn't it be nice to have this thing? And then they just do and make this thing happen. Those are the best things. You could talk about cars, AC for trucks, um, the microwave, whatever. And it really struck a chord with me because by far my favorite piece of content that I've made was a complete, like, labor of love. You know, and... All of the other content I've made on my YouTube channel, this is an example, just my YouTube channel, has just been, honestly, no emotion, just me trying to put something out there to get some eyeballs on it. But it's never been, like, something that I want, like, super want to put out there. I never said, oh my god, I gotta get home and make this thing. Like, today, this podcast was something that I really wanted to will into existence. And... You can probably tell if you've listened to my other episodes that I'm feeling it, you know, and I'm talking better, and the music's probably helping, <laughs> and all that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just replying to a text. 
Unprofessional, episode four of the podcast. Uh, my uh, my roommates are grinding in Animal Crossing right now to find random villagers that we all enjoy. And uh, yeah, she found a cool one, but not one that we want. So that passion and want to create is something, just like I was saying about living in the now, something I want to own. And just forget about making a YouTube video every day. I want to do that, or maybe one, maybe two or three a week, but I want every single video to be a labor of love, you know, to be something that I feel is correct and, and I want to do with all of my heart, you know, and that video, by the way, that I did was my Ashes of Creation Nakua Race Spotlight, where I just kind of just made a joke about I'm not even going to ruin it, but it's a joke video. It's not really a racial spotlight uh, of one of the races in the game. So, yeah, if you're out there, like, think about those things that really make you, make your engine turn on, you know, like, makes you want to go and just run, you know, because that, that was a big thing. Like, me, my stream, and that video were things that I really wanted to do. And that's where my creative juices were flowing the best. And that's how I'm going to do the best I can. So it can be applied to you as well. So please do that. Um, let me look at my notes here. So I guess uh, I don't really want to go into this, but it, it came up like I don't want to come and in, go into it too much, but because I don't think there's much to be said, really. I think it's very simple, simple ideas, simple thoughts. Um, it's pretty much about social media. So the general idea is pretty much what I wanted to like put out into the universe right here is the amount of hate and like is like out of there for social media for there are people in the world like myself throughout my middle school ages it was pretty much me if i'm gonna be real i'm gonna really delve deep in middle school i did away with all of social media but it was kind of a group think thing what i mean by group think is like i heard somebody say like I'm not a social media person. And I labeled myself into that. I was like, I'm not a social media person. Because I tried social media and even though I didn't know it at the time, I felt cringe. You know, like I never wanted to post a picture of me in a location to get internet points or anything ever. I didn't want to do a selfie to show where I'm at, you know. I just didn't feel like that's something I wanted to do. And for the next six years, I was like, fuck and shit. Like, I hate social media. I despise it with a passion. Maybe even had thoughts that people who do what I just said were idiots. And I had those feelings and they were very strong, hateful feelings. You know, and imagine that over something as dumb as social media. Like, 
doing something like taking a selfie at the beach or something like why would i feel that emotion and when i came when when i'm delving deep it's really because i was kind of jealous for the attention at the time this is a personal thing like i wanted to have lots of friends and all that and and it just sucked that I guess my vision of what social media couldn't be or could have been wasn't really what a lot of people liked using it for. And that hurt me when I was like a little fucking dumbass 13 year old. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that point I think is pretty important. Um, there are people like that out there. You probably know some that they just say social media is toxic. Um, it's, I'm not a social media person or some, some even famous people are like, I need to take a break from social media. You know, I, I don't understand those feelings too well, but the whole thing about hate, I do, I do very much because I can empathize with it. I understand it. So shit, when I started to do this whole content creation thing and I started to realize like, um, bro, man, put it into really good words. He said, like content creation is social media. That is exactly what it is. And I had this weird thought or this weird cognitive dissonance, this dissonance in my brain. I was like, wait, I had this label that I put on myself. Like I'm not a social media person. And I had this like emotional struggle for a tiny bit. I'm like, but what's so bad about it anyways? And I started to think about all the bad things I didn't like about social media and I'm like why do I have to do those things and then I realized that I don't I don't need to do those things and that's why um, I started to think that social media is fucking great like it's just to share laughs to share things you like that drive discussion and share things with even your community, you know, people that you like and, you know, you just want to talk to about stuff. And yeah, I, I realized that and a lot of my feelings about it disappeared. And I understood like hey, social media things just fine. Just don't use it in the way you don't like using it, Rodney. And that's how I got rid of my feelings of hate for social media. You know, and I realize that obviously you can do a lot of good with it too. You can spread awareness about things that matter in the world. So it's not entirely a awful thing. Of course, I still do kind of cringe at people who are always like, like, for example, Instagram is just full of, um, like girls that do like, that are like filtered up the ass. That's annoying. I don't hate them, obviously. Um, but that and then muscle heads. I don't hate people who do that either, but like, you know, that shit makes me cringe. Like when it's just a thing about, um, I don't understand it. That's probably why not. And I'm kind of speaking out of my ass at this point because I haven't thought about this very much. But um, yeah, I don't really hate the, oh shit. That was my phone. And I don't really hate, somebody from Cuba is calling me. Do I pick this up? No, no, I don't. I don't pick it up. 
<clears throat> that, that really... Damn, my brain cells are fucking disparaging. Somebody from Cuba called me, and it could have been my dad, and... Like, why would he call me? What was I thinking about? Oh, yeah. I actually don't really care about the... Like, people sharing their biceps, their legs, and their abs. I don't care about that shit. Like, it's usually just the girls, and then... That are just, like, filtered up the ass. I care about that, and I care about... Um, you know, yeah, I don't really care, actually. People could do whatever the fuck they want. Who cares? I don't care. I don't do that shit. It's just, that's just me. You do you. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, like, just constant. I'm in Venice. I'm in Italy. I'm in Paris. I'm in Rome. I'm in all these awesome places. Like, just travel spam. It's like, look at me. Look at me. I'm interesting because I travel. It's, it's dumb thoughts, but maybe that annoys me. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely turned into a liker of social media. They, okay, I want to stop talking about this. It's just dumb. I explained why I hated it and how I've come to terms with it over the past couple of months. And yeah, that's interesting enough. So I can't, I don't feel this anymore. It's in my notes, but I'm not feeling what I meant when I wrote it anymore. But knowing what, like, knowing what you like to do. Shit, what the hell did I just... But it's important to know that you like doing something in your career. I guess I feel it. I'm feeling it. My, my brain's gears are turning. I, I thought about how content creation is not just content creation. It's audio, um, visuals, all this technical stuff, um, editing... All this stuff that's really annoying and not really what you like to do. But it's important to really like something about that. Like knowing that you like that something and that overrides everything else. So like making that video. I'm like, fuck, I'll learn how to edit. I'll learn how to audio. I'll learn how to visual whatever on stream and, and on um, editing softwares. That drives me, even though that's kind of the boring part. I feel like that's what separates me. Or, sorry, maybe somebody who has made it. A streamer or content creator who's made it versus somebody who is like, I'm going to be a streamer. And just tries. You know, and then they fail. Because they don't have that. They don't know, like, they don't know exactly or they don't fucking feel that energy for it. And it's not powerful enough to get them through the shitty times, the no viewer times, the, the zero view times, the little growth time. And it's like, you've got your priorities not right. And I'm going to give you guys an example. Like, this thought came to mind when I was t thinking about thinking specifically about how I really like to make people laugh and that would that really I, I boiled it down to actually I really like to make people's days better I like to make people smile and be happier I like to do that a lot and I and I thought about it I'm like shit I 
I started to try and make people smile at my part-time job more. The job where I literally don't want to do any of the stuff at all. I'm just doing it for money. But it makes my day so much better when I focus more on trying to serve the person happiness points. I don't do this all the time. It's just sometimes there's certain moments where I know I can do it. Like just treat somebody with a lot of goodness, you know, a really big smile and make that smile happen on their face because the smiles are contagious. Something like that. Um, and I got that thought because a customer did it to me. Smiles are contagious. She made my day way better. It was this couple. Like they were both they're an old couple and they were just so smiley, so happy, so genuine that it made my day better. And I'm like, holy shit. I am so thankful that they pulled me out of my fucking gutter. Um, you fosses like became a hooker. But I'm so thankful for those two people who made me smile that one day. And then even when I see them another day, same thing. They make me smile because they are just like that. They're just awesome people who are just really friendly. And that sparked my whole idea about energy levels or or just knowing what you like to do just helps you bring everything together you know just that made me like my job more my part-time job where i just make money like making people laugh or making people smile and that is what's good it's going to motivate me to you know get through all the the bad times or whatever the boring times the exhausting times when i stream so if you have a thing like that try and own that and think about it more when whenever you go by your day-to-day -day. like if i'm at a gas station i'm sure shit gonna treat that gas station person like they are royalty king of the entire world uh king of the universe what was that what was mewtwo mewtwo king is that his name? The Smash player? He's like, I'm king of the universe. Kodu. But treat him like a Kodu. And just like, hopefully, that was the moment to make their day better. You know, I'm, I'm starting to be a lot more friendly like that. Just treating everybody like a human being. And, you know, just feeling the empathy and and all that for them. But yeah, just know you, what you like, okay? Anyways, um, so I went through all my points that I wanted to do that were kind of, kind of loosely pertaining to streaming struggles. And it wasn't even the struggles. I just say that because it's catchy as fuck, streamer struggles. But all the things that my weekly analysis of my mental health and my attitudes and my energy changing ideas that are interesting. So, uh... Another thing that I kind of wanted to just talk about this because it really hit home with me. Again, episode 106 of the Aspro Man podcast, where Akira of the Dawn, Akira the Dawn, talks about music and how powerful it is to change our emotions. And it was perfect because I listened to this this morning while I was working. And that same morning, music of a song played on. And don't laugh at me, it was Imagine Dragons Boomerang. I, I like them. Okay, you can make fun of me all you want. Okay, I know people make fun of people who like Imagine Dragons, but I like them. Okay, so 
I listened to Boomerang, and for some reason, all these emotions hit me. I'm like, I felt so much better. I felt like drinking my favorite drink in the morning, which is not water, surprisingly. And I did. And then I vibed hell hard, hella hard throughout the morning. And when I listened to the podcast the same morning where music literally made my day way better, I listened to the point about how music is like life changing and how somebody, he said the point, like a person, I don't remember who he quoted, doesn't turn on the radio because if the radio is playing a bad song, it could ruin their mood for the day. This is like the this is literally like some movie shit. Like all these things I'm talking about happened to me today, and I listened to them on a podcast today. What you know? But he he talked about that, and it is actually it is actually amazing, and that's what sparked my entire discussion about emotions, and how important like trying to optimize ways to handle your emotions or to be in a better mood. So like I talked about this earlier, but exercise, water, drinking, uh, stretching, um, sleep, probably. But things like music can do that too. Like just a certain beat will, will take you back to when you were like young and you'll just instantly just the dopamine will just be being made or released in your brain and you'll you'll just be a better person throughout the day like you'll have more energy and you won't be such a dick or something because you're in a foul mood like i don't know and i feel like i've met people like that they're just consistently in a good mood <laughs> maybe they're on that that woke shit i don't have much else to discuss <laughs> not much else to discuss about music because a lot of the points are kind of escaping my brain right now but it, it is amazing like I, I also wanted to give the example last episode in this episode i played music and i'm much more well spoken i deliver points much better because the beat helps me talk like it makes me feel calm and um, assertive you know makes me really feel good but yeah, that's a that's a genuine example. Um, I think I'm out of points. I I wrote here that I wanted to talk about how poop smells good to you, but not to everyone else. Like your poop, and I f I wanted to say like I feel like that's like some animal instinct territorial shit, where it's like oh I mark my territory with my poop, and it's my smell, and I like my smell, but you don't like the territory smell of somebody else. And it's just funny to think about that. <laughs> like my farts are my territory or like how it's crazy that we like the smell of our own poop. And I know there's a science behind it. There just has to be because I know somebody out there has thought about it and talked about it. But that is very interesting. Like I don't mind the smell of my own poop or a fart. <laughs> it's just that's just how it is. That's just how it is, really. So I wrote that just to get put you in the mindset that I was in. Um, yeah, I have, I have no more notes. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know what you mean by become a hooker, you foss. 
I'm gonna pull over my I'm gonna move over to childhood stories for right now. Um trying to find a napkin. Look, I've you guys can't see, but I wrote the cops are coming. I attached like my webcam because I was away from my house. I put that on top of my webcam just to scare off any intruders from stealing my monitors. Yeah, that's that's how fucking paranoid I am, by the way. Sorry, I'm pulling out my napkins. You guys, I can't believe these disappear. But I have a bunch of notes on napkins. I just can't find childhood stories. Oh, true. He says, become a hooker because he, I wanted to make people happy. <laughs> okay, you boss. I'll keep that. I'll write that in the notes and talk about it next episode, okay? The potential of being a hooker. And making people happy that way. Uh, I can't find... Oh, here it is. This is where I left off. Oh, I talked about a lot of this stuff last episode, and I didn't mark it. Hmm. No worries. I'll, I'll remember which one it is. Let's see. I, mean, I know I'm wasting time. It's like dead air, pretty much. But please be patient with me. Okay, I'm good. I found the right napkin. That's the struggle right there. That's a streamer struggle. I'm going to write my notes in napkins at work. Because I don't have time to do it anywhere else. So, uh, yeah, moving on to the childhood stories um, section of my podcast. Where I just talk about my childhood. Oh my god, I, <laughs> I just remembered what I thought about today at work. Uh, I'll start off. But I just wanted to say, I wanted to bring attention to a man in my life who made me cry. And it was at a GameStop. I had just purchased my PS3. And I wanted to buy Modern Warfare 2 for the PS3. And I went with my mama. Same day, bought my PS3. And then I was like, oh, I want to buy a PS... Or I want to buy Modern Warfare 2. And then the GameStop guy looks at me. And he was like... This has only happened once in my life. And other times I've been able to buy these games. But he's like, GameStop guy looks at me. He's like, yeah, I can't sell this to you because this is an M plus game. And he is clearly not 17 or older. And my mom's like, what? Why? What? Why does he want to play these games? And, and my mom's accent. Mom, if you're in chat, please speak up. Do you remember this? I bought one. And then like, I was like, no. I thought about how none of my friends would like me because I can't play Modern Warfare 2 with them. And, I st and I'm like, okay, let's go. And then on the way to the car, I just started crying because of this guy who did his job. That is his job. And that's the right way to do it. It's just that I've never had anyone else ask me for it. And I went to GameStop for other M-plus games. They just sold it to me. This guy saw me and was like, I need to prevent any more squeakers from coming into my game <laughs> that's how i thought about it at work today he was like doing his due to just stop all the children from being on um you know modern warfare 2 and screaming nonsense and being kids like kids are just dumb um i thought about that but i cried to my mom about how i wanted the game and my mom bought me the game. She was like, ah, okay. 
And I swear when I went back into the store and I asked for the game and my mom said, yes, the guy sighed. I just think, I think I remember that. I'm, I know people make up things like even in, um, in eyewitness ter- uh, testimony, like when they ask questions about what just happened, some people make up details. That's just how memory, because memories are not something that you just know. It's like you build your memory again in your brain. So I could just be making that up, but I feel pretty strongly that the guy sighed and it was like, okay. And he gave my mom the game and I was happy. And I went on to be a little shitter on Modern Warfare 2 talking shit to a bunch of adults on my, um, on my really bad microphone. Oh man. I wish I had some footage from back then aside from my Minecraft server, like preview trailer videos that I made. I was admin on a couple of servers because I donated money for my mommy's credit card, of course. Um, definitely passed on Rosie the cat. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's sixty bucks. That's how you get admin on a Minecraft server. Um, just give money, easy clap. Anyways, um, so I'm moving to my napkin notes. But I thought about that today at work, and I just thought about how funny that was. I'm glad I won't have to talk about it or try and remember that later. So, um, last episode I left off, I was on the third grade arc of my life. It's like an arc, huh? It's like an anime. But, I just want to talk about Frank, and how I remember Frank. Frank was some macho, testosterone-injected, up-his-ass, steroid-using third grader. Who was, literally, his persona in his entire life was... It's funny. He was like a macho man, pretty much. And he's like, I got muscles. I'm manly. I can do things that are sick and manly. And he would just constantly say this one story or this one thing about how he's like, I know how to kill a shark. If a shark attacked me, I'd be ready. And he talked about how he'd like lunge over it and stab it with his knife in a certain way. This is a third grader, dude. And that was him. He was like always talking about how strong and badass he was. And he always stuck with me, especially this other time. Like, and I encouraged it even. I was, uh, I feel like I was like a very genuine person when I was in third grade. But I, I like was like, hey, Frank, what's up? Hey, carry, carry my book bag. And then I started to lead other people to Frank because at the beginning of class in this third grade class, we left our book bags for for some reason um, in a specific location this day. And I was like, hey, everyone put the backpacks on Frank. And he held his arms like like as if you were um, going to flex with both arms to the side. Like let's say you were like a football, one of those football punting things. And he like put his flex his arms, right? And he's like, ah. And I, and I started to say, everybody put your backpack on this guy's arms. And then everyone's putting his backpacks on this guy's arms. And he was like, he was like, yeah, and he had like fucking 10 backpacks on each arm. I mean, I'm probably exaggerating because I can't remember, but he had a lot of backpacks on his arms and he was like, ah, and he fucking let go. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, you're a fucking badass. And I was definitely enabling that motherfucker to be a badass and to be himself. And it was, and whatever idea of that he thought was himself and yeah it, it was a it was a sick thing frank was a very interesting third grader i think talking a lot about 
how badass he is and all that and killing sharks that was his thing killing sharks imagine bro all right so uh let me consult the napkin really quick mm. so i talked about the data guy and switching jackets i'm pretty sure the essay and the jolly rancher the mcdonald's copyright pe and dnd &D, i talked about that jump rope talked about that learning to skip okay that's where i'll leave off so dude i had a hard ass time learning how to skip in in fucking third grade holy shit like it was the hardest thing ever like i didn't learn i had to take like like my, my pe teacher was like just skip and i swear he could have said idiot at the end and that's how it felt it's like just skip idiot it's like and i'm like dude i don't know and everyone was just skipping like and i was the one guy who just couldn't do it my brain just couldn't process how to skip and he just kept trying to explain it to me and then i just fumbled like like i was the quap man just playing quap just like uh, 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 and i couldn't do it but until one day i did i just did like so he was like all right because we would do laps around the basketball court skipping i have no idea like he was on crack i don't know why he made all these kids skip but he's like all right we're all gonna skip around the, the field and that's just how it's gonna be it was it was weird but um i just uh somebody explained it to a certain to me a certain way and it just clicked i think a lot of things in life are kind of like that like there's just a way that you learn things and process things and they just click better and just the way this guy explained it to me was easy he just made he just said like something like just boop boop and then boop boop easy but yeah learning how to skip was pain in the ass also same pe class um i was a oh, i smuggled in gatorade and i had you know all, all three of my brain cells were at power to, with this idea but i would buy glacier cherry gatorade and and remove the the thing right and glacier cherry gatorade looks just like water it's just clear so i brought in a sugary drink to my pe class when they weren't allowed and it kind of felt like bringing in liquor or some shit to me or to in adult things like bringing liquor to a whatever a prom or some party you're not supposed to have liquor in and it was just great it was indeed great um i drink that shit and just look at the pe teacher and just feel like i got you never told anyone maybe one person one friend he was like hey you want some? i was like hey you want some gatorade and he's like all right didn't even know I broke the rules. He didn't know I was a badass. Shit, I gotta, I gotta breathe. I'm out of breath. That's how fucking unfit I am. So I feel like I can't skip a beat or else I'll lose, I'll lose the energy. I talked about me hating a girl and how I bullied her. <laughs> I did, right? I think I did. Like I gave a note. Yeah, yeah I did last episode. Gargantuan. For some reason, the word gargantuan stuck to me in third grade, and it always has. Like, my teacher said, gargantuan, this word means big. And I'm like, that's so fucking weird that that word exists, because you have big, huge, enormous. You have all these goddamn words that all mean the same thing. And they're just synonyms. I'm like, why does gargantuan have to be a thing? I feel like some kid invented that. But yeah, my, that stuck with me. 
and it even carried on to the fourth grade when my teacher asked us like hey somebody say a cool word oh no it, it, it came up in like a lesson gargantuan um and then she was like what does gargantuan mean i'm like hey it means big huge enormous she was like god damn good job rodney and then some girl was like how do you know that and my teacher got really mad it was like because he reads because she was really into reading oh you know what i shouldn't yell into my mic i thought about how i need a compressor um yeah sorry if i blew out your ears but i yeah he reads this is pretty much what she yelled and yeah that girl still bullied me throughout fourth grade <laughs> you could see how like how do you know that you know the whole thing she kind of did say it like that and she was kind of a jerk so yeah the word gargantuan just stuck to me and i wrote it on a napkin yeah um i did leave I had a lot of friends in third grade i talked about that but uh i left mid-year to from in fourth grade in that same school and i don't know it was like pretty cool um hi vhw my friend victor really good friend of mine is in chat it's going good man just doing my podcast talking i'm in the childhood story section um but yeah, in, in third or fourth grade, I, I left mid-year. I went from half of, uh, yeah, I do do podcasts. I went from I went from having a shit ton of friends in third grade, half of the year, to having none. And then that's where I spiraled downward into my insecure, non-genuine Rodney state. You know, like some kids. That was kind of like my turning point to become a very different person. I started to become really, really shy. Uh, insecure about my looks insecure about myself that's probably when i fucking hit puberty then huh but um i do i'm gonna take a moment to address what victor said i'll even talk about it but victor is a good friend of mine who i met in daisy the video game and i thought about this like not even a week ago because his name was like i love apples in this daisy server and we just met out of circumstance and we talked and, and i didn't even like the first time i met him i didn't even fucking say hey let's talk or some shit the next day we were like hey you know something about grouping up and he had another friend who was from sweden and who also talked swedish they both talked english but we like just went around and in this jeep and just killed people together. And imagine that spiraling into a friendship that would last like six years plus, you know, just the, the sheer circumstance of meeting this person in a Daisy server in Chernobyl on the hospital roof. Okay, it's been 10 or more years, he says. I just didn't, I thought it was six. It's because my perception of time is shit, <laughs> but it's been a long fucking time. Um, no, yeah, I think it has been 10 years for sure. Pretty, I think pretty close. I was just thinking about how you never know who you're going to meet. And 
in video games i was thinking about how video games are this amazing thing where like you'd never think to meet somebody like victor in fucking 300 billion years and then you meet victor and then he's your friend and a really good friend and it's just an amazing thing you know video games that was the point that i was trying to to bring he says he was 11 when he played or when we first met damn that means i was 11 too because i'm 21 too yeah yeah man wish we could play more games man the whole time like i'm an adult now and it's really hard to play games with my boy victor right there just because there's a six hour difference and we no longer really play the same games yeah i gotta get you oh yeah and he's like a competitive csgo player too uh i really i haven't checked up on him for a while but yeah i hope you're doing i hope you're doing good victor <laughs> i think about you every now and then like it's gotta be at least a week you know what i'm saying or, you know you see he's doing great um we should talk after the podcast because i kind of want to wrap it up uh, i only got like seven more minutes of content to do with childhood stories but yeah that was um yeah he's great vector's great i hope i could t i could play more games with him in the future so um i was going to say and give this whole like life-changing moment in my life right uh it was like my transition from in fourth grade where i was I went from half the year, and I saw the story about how literally fucking everyone was my friend in third grade, like, and I didn't even fucking try. I was just friends with everyone. Like, I was just friendly, and it just came easy, and that's how kids are, I think. Kids are just, you just make friends. But then, I went from one school, just like, complete innocent kid, um, to another. Had zero friends. The first thing that I heard from my new fourth grade class was it's a boy <laughs> thinking about that shit is cringe but they had some stupid boy girl rivalry in that class which is really childish it's really childish i can't believe kids um would make fun of me like that other kids um they didn't make fun of me in that instance but later on the kids in my class made fun of me and i couldn't understand why and it, you know it, it went from this you know really good community of people to a not so good community of people pretty much and i feel like i went to you know i need i went from being an innocent kid to some fucking kid who just got made fun of and was like shit man life sucks and it really did change me like i said before it made me more shy a lot less open about things i would go out outside less i started not hanging out so much with my neighbor me and my neighbor would go outside and play all the time and he was like three years older than me i never thought of any negative stigma just because he was older than me until that point but i that's when i started to get more into gaming you know i started to play more world of warcraft you know free trials up the ass but i did I remember waiting i like waited for the world of warcraft to download for like nine hours back when i was really young with my cousin and we would go outside and my cousin would talk about how she likes my neighbor and she thinks she's cute 
and uh yeah it's kind of it's kind of lame but um that was like a big turning point for my life and it was yeah it was trash uh i really didn't like anyone in that class like and and the thing is like that's where i met my friend wilfred sat next to me i would draw like well like i obviously as time progressed i would i got really into wow and i would i had this pamphlet from the video game casket or case and i would draw the weapons or i would trace the weapons that i saw in that pamphlet on paper and i'd be like this is cool as hell isn't it and wilfred said yeah and he talked to me about how he plays runescape and how he um he thinks wow's graphics are worse than runescapes <laughs> um we are by the way victor we are still um together uh he told me that wow's graphics are worse than runescapes <laughs> in fourth grade yeah he's high he was high right I feel like it's because he had this like RuneScape rivalry, RuneScape WoW rivalry, and he's like, yeah, RuneScape's graphics are better. And then I'd be like, no, look at this and look at this, and he'd be like, but they updated the graphics, as if just the fact that the graphics were updated <laughs> just the fact that the graphics were updated meant they were better. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is a great thing man it is a great thing i'm very happy about that i don't talk about my uh, my relationship on my my stream but obviously you know me personally um, but yeah it's um four years plus four years and like eight months now pretty nice <laughs> i'm very happy very very lucky person um but yeah wolford was fucking high as fuck right <laughs> in fourth grade telling me runescape's graphics are better it's just such a goddamn crazy thought he was just so in love with that game probably um you know even you know that same year i'm gonna wrap this up i kind of missed some stories actually I'm gonna wrap this up. I missed Jan, like my friend Jan, completely. Um, I was so sad and like lonely at that next grade because I lost all my friends and I thought it's over. Like I can't, like I got no friends. That I wanted to go back to my old school to just see my friends again, and I did. Imagine a kid wanting to do that. I I feel like. Man, I gotta be like myself back then. But I actually asked my dad, and my dad's crazy like that. He's like, you wanna go see them? Like, let's go see them. And we went to my old school, and I went to the office and asked if I could go to a class, and then she said no. I feel like for obvious reasons, like, that shit's never allowed for anyone. And I was, like, really sad. But then she was like, she didn't say anything. We just left, and I'm like dad can we come back after school like can i go and see my class after school and he said yeah too and we we waited it out we went to go eat a sub and shit man just saying this story makes me not think my dad is such an asshole yeah he wasn't too bad when i was younger huh i wonder what changed
Anyways, uh, yeah, I met my friends, uh, the guy who made up that video game I talked about last episode, like that whole IRL D&D session thing throughout all of third grade was, he wasn't there, and, and I wanted to ask him how the game was going, because I thought he'd be making the video game a reality, and yeah, it just never, it just never happened, uh, <laughs> it just never happened, um, I never met, I only met Frank, I saw Frank and two other people, and I was really sad, and I realized that I wasn't ever going to see them again after that day. That was a real sad, feels bad man moment. Yeah, I, w I wish I cared that much about all my friendships nowadays. Enough to want to go back to my old school, travel miles, like, really far just to see them for a couple minutes. Hey, I'm adult. I'm an adult now. Whatever. No, not, not that Frank. Oh, Victor. Anyways, um... Alright, um, I've hit the hour mark, so I usually try not to exhaust all my stories by keeping it to an hour, talk about all my points and all that, so hit the hour mark. Um, I do do a little summary at the end, but I had vacation last week, so I didn't really get to stream. Um, I will say that, again, my vacation was really nice, and it was uh, definitely the right push. A really a really good time for me to get one too so yeah um i'm gonna wrap up the episode uh if you have been listening um live on twitch i appreciate it you guys are awesome um, i'm gonna be uploading this to spotify google podcasts and other places um i use a program called anchor that does it automatically for me but i'll be doing that so uh yeah again I want to reiterate this. Most people remember the things at the, towards the end of everything or towards the beginning. Aspro-Man, episode 106, Acidon. Really, really good episode. That And it's very thought-provoking. So please go check out that podcast. Okay, so with that, I'm peacing out, and I'll see you guys next week.